been a while since I've been home. It took a second because my baby don't know. Oh, been so hesitant, I'm such a no-show. Why? My baby got fed up with my ego. The Tell Us is a societal podcast, and it's your host, Jazz with the Dabs, uh, and Tori Moy. Uh, three years ago, listen to that shit. But listen to all Tori Moy, please. One of the most underrated producers of the last decade, and uh, deserves way more hype than he gets. So, you peep the title. Listen, man. I got a fucked up schedule when it comes to recording these shits. I released this, or I wanted to do this idea, what, three months ago now? It, it did get done three months ago. It was getting done three months ago now. July 28th. It's September 24th. I believe July is the seventh month. September's the ninth month. I don't know what stopped me from doing this two months ago. So we're going to do three per. Um, well, this one is going to be... Now let's make this one three and make the middle one four to make the, you know, numbers, numeric uh, sequences. So starting off with, uh, I don't know. I'm not gonna edit this obviously because I'm still talking. Matter of fact, I'm gonna edit. It. I'm gonna put some music in between it. So uh, music, do the drop. I mean, I already did the drop. Yamaro Sasuke, uh, you know, it's, it's like 2 a.m. right now, I don't know what come over for, but, uh, yo, so in my notes, I have this written down as, this is my, t- I'm gonna link my Twitter, my tweet that has, which is if you want to spoil yourself and read it in advance, but, um, when I had it written down, when I tweeted it, uh, written down, I wrote down, not, not a donkey brain, uh, I put it down as Sasuke Chidoring Sakura, in parentheses before they showed his genjutsu this represents uh uh, apparently there's two scenes i forgot about there's two scenes where sasuke tries to chidori sakura um and i did not realize there was one or i mean i watched i read the entire read slash watched the entire series but i did not realize when writing that the scene where he does it to sakura um i believe it's when Naruto and him have awakened their past uh, powers, and they're going to. I think it's to fight Madara before Madara um, turns into Kaguya. I may be wrong about that, but I think that's where this scene comes from. I just watched it, but I don't remember exactly. I feel like it's when they are going to fight Madara. Uh, you can hear the the AC on. I, I can't turn it off. It's, I'm sitting here recording. So I think I, there's a couple reasons. But I'm trying to give like at least two reasons why. God damn, I think it's loud as hell. I'm trying to give two reasons why I fuck with these scenes. All right, the first one is Sakura's a horrible person. Um, and the scene I had referenced was the one, what, like a decade ago now? Uh, during the Five Kage Summit where he does it to try to get her to stop being a, a fucking dick rider. And then she's about to uh, hit cap mode infinite for the second time in that saga the first time is when she like did the rubber dub dub to the other what did they call them the what are they, what are their names it's the like the name of their squads it's like they have the gote 13 and bleach but they have their own equivalent to that i forgot what it's called um but the other fellow leaf ninjas um 
and that was that was that was big. That was big. I mean, she got past them, but she couldn't outcap Sasuke. Sasuke saw through the cap. I think Sasuke kind of killing her, whether or not she actually intended on killing uh, Kieran or Karin. Um, I think he's gonna try to kill her anyway because he using that no loose ends type of vibe that entire arc pretty much that entire period that entire like series really for the most part uh so i like that she finally got punished for capping uh it was stupid what she did was stupid there was no reason if they all went together they could have easily like well i say easily but i mean it was a half blind sasuke who couldn't even watch kakashi that from what i understood kakashi was roughly equal to half blind Sasuke at that moment. And half blind Sasuke partially got killed by Donzo if it wasn't for Toby. Um even brought Toby and I don't think Toby plus half blind Sasuke is washing was it Lee uh Lee Choji, Shikamaru, Naruto, Sakura, and Kiba, I wanna say again and kakashi against and guy uh they all came together so it would have been them against half blind sasuke and toby and zetsu i guess technically it would have been an easy dub they would have easily knocked out sasuke sakura fucked the whole plan up um by being selfish so yeah she deserved to get killed but unfortunately kakashi came through and saved her uh the second reason why because this is a badass scene especially which i again didn't know of but especially the one that occurs when he does it um, in the fourth Ninja World War arc. I'm gonna turn the volume down a little bit. I'm gonna play it real quick. So this is how this is what happens. So it appears that something is occurring. I, something is rumbling. I assume it's maybe around the time they go to the tenth. It can't be the tenth. Uh, I know Kakashi and Sakura are unconscious when. Like, uh, they start switching dimensions, so they have to grab the two of them. Naruto and Sasuke do. So this is this is definitely before Kaguya uh, switches dimensions. So I'm guessing this is like around the time. So it's like a cool ass seal or or still where Sasuke is doing the Sharingan, and then like he makes eye contact with Sakura. This kind of like visceral Sasuke clone almost. Like impales her and uh, knocks her out. It's a pretty badass thing. Kakashi isn't like unconscious, but I remember he like is falling during the Kaguya moment. I think Obito is too. So this is like sometime. I don't know time for necessarily, but this is sometime around that point. Um, that's about it. Uh, let's go on to the next one. All right, so this one, listen, I had to sit there for the past like 20 minutes and rewatch this episode, or I guess really this battle, um, to even know the fuck I was talking about on this one. But this is a classic. This is a blast. If you're following along at home on the Twitter post, this is number nine, Jaden Yuki versus Yuki, what's his name? No, Yami, Yami Mudo. Slash Yuki Muto. Um, I was a big GX fan. I watched I watched the Four Kids version. Um, I don't believe it ever came to Cartoon Network. 
but I can check real quick. But I was a big, big fan. You know, I was like, I was like six. Like, if you look when the first episode came out, I haven't pulled up some. I want to look up the premises. The first episode in America came out October 10, 2005. And I believe that was on uh, WB because they had like a kind of exclusive deals with certain franchises. I believe Yu-Gi-Oh! was one of those franchises uh, in America. So, yeah, um, it's been 15 years. And unfortunately, I don't particularly remember uh, just about any individual moment. You know, I was just young. It was on Toonami. It was on Toonami. Okay, that makes sense. And I feel like it was on Cartoon Network in some form or fashion. I just didn't remember how. Um, Cartoon Network. All right. Yeah. It was on there 2006-2007. Okay, that sounds about right. Um, classic moment. Uh, classic. I, You know, I watched a little bit of Fire. I was kind of getting a little bit older past, like, WB. Uh, by the time 5Ds came out in America, apparently came out in America around like 2000, well, it came out in Japan 2009, 2010, uh, which is about around the time I started really watching WB, unfortunately. Um, and I really did like some of what I saw from W uh, 5D, but this is part of 5D. I like Jaden. I like the concept of the uh, Oblis, Slifer, and Raw dorms. I don't remember what the names were for them, but I believe in, in, you know, for the most part, that's all I need to call them. Um, pretty good cast from what I see. I'm looking back over now. Like I could tell you Alexis Rhodes off the top of my head. I could tell you Cyrus. Uh, after that, I'm kind of blanking. Uh, Chumley was, was kind of a nerd. I remember that. And it was it was fun. Like Jaden against um, you know Jaden like he was like the kind of like the upstart trying to reach Chaz's level. Uh, he wasn't quite there. Chaz was um, I feel like Chaz switched dorms at some point. If I'm if I remember correctly, I believe Chaz switched dorms, but I can't. Like he was he was in the most elite one. I believe that was Obelisk along with um, Alexis and Atticus. I may be wrong about that, but that's how that's how I'm remembering it. I feel like Chad switched dorms. He got embarrassed or something like that. And he switched dorms. I, I feel like that that's just where my brain is at right now. And it was just it was just a fun it was a fun show. I mean, if you like me, yeah. Okay, so he joined the Society of Light. I remember Society of Light flipped a lot of people uh, to being evil, and he was part of Slife of Red at one point. Okay, so I was right about that. I have a little bit of memory, a little bit, a little bit. And anyway, um, after Jaden eventually becomes pretty much the best duelist in his country or in his world, um, he gets to a point where I guess he just like loses passion with dueling. And the card that Yugi, I guess Yami, originally, well, I guess Yugi, uh, gives him in episode one, you know, tells him to go fight uh, Yugi to kind of regain his passion. And after a while, it's kind of like a back and forth affair. I kind of forget just how how fun uh, watching Yu-Gi-Oh is. It's really, it's really just fun. I mean, it's not like as far as shonen go, it's not like like fucking I don't know, like Death Note or some shit like that. It's not like crazily well written, but it's fun and it's like the 
it's like the ultimate kid show first time i mean it was literally marketed to kids in a way that you know i don't know jojo or, or fist of north star or dragon ball uh or naruto and they, they just weren't you know uh hunter x hunter they weren't marketed the same way and they didn't fit the niche the same way so even though i know from what i understand that the Yu-Gi-Oh, the original one and specifically a manga for the original Yu-Gi-Oh, is a little bit more dark uh I feel like GX is probably pretty lighthearted, regardless of manga or anime. But I watched them five kids, and I love the fight. Uh, it ends the one one very big moment that ends up fashion to the end is, I believe, Jaden plays a card that forces both duelists to send their cards to the deck. Um, he does that to awaken a card, a uh, the mole card. Uh, when I, you know, it's, it's kind of like a double-edged thing where like, he, he can awaken it. it it's, it's a win-win situation. He can awaken it, and I think he would try to get Neos back on the field plus someone else infused. However, uh, Yami plays against that, and essentially, long-winded story. He, he still finds a way to boost one of his elemental hero cards with all the elemental hero cards that are dead, and it's quite a few dead at that point. Uh, so he has one that's very boosted because of that. Then after that, he does like a triple fusion and Neos is back and he fuses with the aforementioned uh, mole card and a magma, a fire elemental hero card, which shout out to element. This is the only time I really follow Yu-Gi-Oh! was during the lifespan of GX. Uh, or, and, you know, maybe I can't speak to the OG Yu-Gi-Oh! But some of the animation on those elemental hero cards is just beautiful. Uh, I owned, I think I owned a couple of Neos. I owned Sparkman. I think I had an Edgeman. Um, I don't think I had Wingman, and I don't think I had the Fire one. Uh, I had Clayman. Everybody Clayman. Clayman is kind of fucking sparkless, but everybody Clayman. And the the Bubble one, the Bubble one. Uh, I had the Bubble one. I think I also owned that one. The art for those are just beautiful. And then he used Neo Space, which is the uh, this field card for Neo. And then you had like the the um, the the, e, the H, the E, the R, the O. I actually have them like right here by my table. I brought them with me from my hometown into my college town. So you know I'm getting a lot of bonds. Uh, you know you know the women love Yu-Gi-Oh in the calendar year 2020. Uh, so so yeah, I brought that with me. And um, I mean it was just a cool ass like deck. It was a like, decked out deck. I, you know, I wasn't around to see, you know, fucking Yugi having Slifer and Obelisk and Raw and Blue Eyes White Dragon and, and, and Exodia's <laughs> Exodus, how do you pronounce it? Um, but, you know, try the Dark Magician, Dark Magician Girl, I do fuck with those. Um, long story short, Yubel, who I didn't even remember, Yubel, um, she kind of, you know, gives a little pep talk. Yugi, I mean, not Yugi, Jaden Yuki. Jaden remembers, you know, he's his passion for dueling. He's about to kill Yami. Yugi steps in. Uh, Yugi had pretty much like a trap. If you really look at it, Yugi, his trap cards like outplayed Jaden the entire time. Like, Jaden seemed like he had the upper hand. Yugi's trap card play, Jaden really never was ahead. So, so Jaden, listen, Yugi sets up a trap card from. I watched this in a five part, so it's about 20 minutes, 25 all in all. 
Jaden had a trap card about six minutes in, eight minutes in, that captured the 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 spell writing or text writing ability that Jaden originally wanted to use for his mole fucker, and he used that like 15 minutes later to summon Slifer. <laughs> Jaden Jaden got outplayed the entire time through. But it was a cool ass uh, battle, and it's if you were a kid, I mean, they set this up in episode one, like a hundred and like what eighty episodes later they revisit it, and it it plays off. I thought it was an amazing battle. Um, so yeah.